0: I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. All opinions and discussions on the podcast are purely individual experience, so please consult a doctor or medical professional for more information. Welcome to the Shake It Up show, a podcast in partnership with Shake It Up Australia Foundation for Parkinson's Research, where we speak to people whose lives have been impacted by Parkinson's disease and hear their stories. My name is Amy Louise Ruffle. I'm an actor, comedian, podcaster, and most importantly, a proud Shake It Up Australia ambassador in support of my dad who lives with Parkinson's.
1: My guest today completed the Larapinta Trek in Northern Territory with their whole family to raise funds for Shake It Up Australia. So to tell us more about that and their connection to Parkinson's, please welcome to the podcast Sarah Josephson. Hi Sarah. Hi. Hi. Okay. So excited to have you on. Uh, we've been chatting a little bit before we started recording and you just have this vibrant, joyous energy. So it's going to be a really fun episode. <laughs> um, so we'll get into it straight away. Tell us first of all, what is your connection to Parkinson's?
2: So my dad, Jim, he has Parkinson's and he's, he was diagnosed maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. So I guess the whole family, we're all involved. Um, We've been learning the last few years and meeting a lot of people along the way. Um, Yeah. A work in progress
1: (laughs) as we all are. And so obviously 15 years ago, that's sometime you would have been quite young. What do you remember about the time of his diagnosis? (laughs) I love how you think I was quite young. (laughs) I'm almost 40. Not that young. <laughs>
2: yeah. And dad was what? Late sixties. I actually asked my mum and dad this question sort of, I think I was away on holidays when dad got officially diagnosed and Mum just sort of said, Hey, heads up. Something's about to sort of rock the boat a bit, enjoy your holiday and then come down, da- come back home to Sydney and we'll chat about the plan of attack then. Yeah, I think mum just noticed at first with him, like, you know, a little bit of a tremor while he was holding the steering wheel driving. And I think he sort of went and did his own research quite privately. He didn't really want to fuss over it or worry anyone. So, yeah, I guess when he told everyone that was a pretty big deal for him.
1: Yeah, that, I don't remember heaps about the early days. Obviously you said it was a big deal for him to be comfortable sharing that news. What did it feel like for you to hear that about your dad?
2: Yeah, it was a shock because like my dad, he's been running fitness centers for his whole life. So he's been very fit. He like not a huge drinker, never did drugs, never smoked. Um, So I think having something like this, it really rocked his world. And all of us too, because we always saw him as the invincible one. Like, you know, even even now he's 82 and he still runs the spin class at the gym, right? Like, it's just <laughs> this Superman to, like, be sort of shown that there is a weakness to him, I guess.
1: Yeah, it was big. It was tough. To be 82 and still rocking a spin class is so awesome. Good on him. I want yeah, to you find be just so I can jump in a class with yeah. him.
2: <laughs> Look, his, his legs in his tiny little shorts, they're pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. What... Did you know about Parkinson's when you heard that diagnosis? Oh, I knew
2: absolutely nothing. Yeah, and I guess like I'm still researching a lot about it. I think I was really interested in nutrition at the time. I think so I, you know, tried to go a bit more down that approach, I think, like trying to eat, get everyone in the family eating a bit more healthily. But I think as everyone who's dealing with Parkinson's realizes that it's just, always changing. There's no one medication that works for everyone. Some foods are good, some aren't. Like there's no one way. You're just always testing new things out and always talking to other people about what works for them. And I think that's been just ongoing the whole time.
1: So of all of that, that you sort of were researching, has there been anything that surprised you in terms of what's actually made a difference in your dad's life?
2: Yeah, definitely. I'd say cutting out the alcohol with like lowering that a bit is probably a good thing. But um, I think, you know, he's eating smaller meals now as well. Just being consistent with eating regularly and also timing it with medication. And again, that's still a learning curve for sure.
1: Okay. So he's finding it helpful if he eats at a similar time to the medication or spread out from the medication.
2: Um, i can 't confirm that because he changes it <laughs> he changes it quite a lot, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I might have to ask him that question
1: <laughs> perfect we'll get him on for uh, as a yeah. guest and he can answer that yes, himself. I think so, <laughs> but the moral is that it's a it 's a constant adjustment and juggle isn 't it and um I guess oh what God. we always harp on about is not feeling like, well, this is it and just being stuck in that, that there's always things to try and modify and see what is the best sort of overall solution.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think the exercise has been the most important thing for sure. Like that's that's helped all along. And I think it definitely reduced his symptoms at early on. And he didn't he didn't have to go through the he did the DBS a few years ago. And I guess that was Prolonged, he didn't have to take that, go down that route until much later down the line. I think because he was so fit,
1: obviously to do the DBS that probably means there was a change in symptoms that led to that being a, a more viable option. So, what was that like? Um, was that a decision you sort of talked about as a family? Because it's a big procedure.
2: Yeah, for sure. But I guess the one positive is is that it was kind of done over COVID, so there was not really much else going on then. So we kind of were. <laughs> We're like, hey, this is a cool time to do it. We can, all, <laughs> we can all hang out, recover together. But to be honest, Dad just recovered so fast from that. He was up and racing down the corridors of the hospital while they were trying to tell him to slow down. Yeah, he, he liked all the
1: attention. <laughs> Amazing. Sure. And it's in a reason to leave the house, which during COVID yes. was a bit of a novelty. Um, yeah. So have you, had you seen a, an improvement post-surgery in him?
2: Yeah. Huge, huge. I think, well, it definitely reduced the tremors pretty much completely. And it's still, that was two, almost two years ago now. So that's amazing. Um, and it just meant that he hardly takes as much medication as well, which is great. So that stops the dyskinesia as well. So yeah, it's been, it's been a real win for, for our family for sure.
1: Yeah. That's incredible to hear. So how are his symptoms in general now?
2: Um, I think now he definitely gets quite tired towards the end of the day. Like we've got to get him up early. He's up early every morning. He's at the gym greeting everyone, oh. <laughs> you know, five, five o'clock on the dot, meeting all the boys and giving everyone a bit of a kick up the butt at the gym. Yeah. And then he spends all day at their studio. Mum and dad paint. So they go and paint most of the day and draw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> They're pretty goodness. cool um yeah and then you know around the eight o'clock mark sort of winding down in the evening but that's you know pretty standard if you're waking up nice and early
1: I was gonna say honestly that's very reasonable I feel as though I could be in bed at eight o'clock if I was up at oh five Oh gosh Absolutely. I would love that I would love an eight o'clock bedtime <laughs> <laughs> sounds glorious but he's doing the physical activity. I mean, art therapy is a very popular thing, not that that's necessarily what inspired yeah. them to paint, but to really be using your brain in all those different ways would be really valuable too.
2: Yeah, it's it's great for them. And I think the art is really about community as well. They've got a lot of friends that come and, you know, paint with them in the evening. They might have a glass of wine. Yeah, and I. but I also think the sort of fine motor skills involved with painting is quite good. It definitely... That helps sort of focus. Yeah, he's been painting forever. I can't remember a time when he wasn't. <laughs>
1: it must um, be really good for the dexterity, I would say.
2: Yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah.
1: So going back, obviously, you've said that he's greeting people at the gym at five in the morning. It feels like a really good time to let our listeners know, like about <laughs> the gym and the exercise world that your family has been a part of for some time.
2: Yeah, well, um, yeah, so mom and dad started up ClimbFit. We're in um, St. Leonard's in Sydney, and we've got a couple of other locations now. But yeah, the fitness world has always been a big part of our lives. Yeah, really important for the community aspect for sure. So many people know dad. I think I did a post for his birthday this year, and I think it got more comments than any other post I've ever done for anything at ClimbFit. So go dad. <laughs> He's the OG. Everyone loves him. (laughs) A few years on when we uh, signed up for the Lara Pinter track with um, Shake It Up, it was the perfect thing because we could fundraise at the gym and everyone got involved. We ran a really cool climbing event and we raised, yeah, we raised heaps of money, actually. It was great. Everyone got behind Shake It Up and raised money at the gym.
1: Which is great, and we will get to that, I promise. But what is Climb Fit for someone that uh, isn't au fait with what that might be? Oh,
2: okay, well, Climb Fit is, I guess, an amalgamation of rock climbing and a gym in one. And we do indoor rock climbing, we do it for all ages, kids' parties, older population come and do it because it's non impact and it's really good for your brain and also for strength and mobility, pretty much all ages. Yeah.
1: And I believe there is a class specifically for people with Parkinson's. So can you talk to me about like what that program looks like?
2: Oh my gosh. Well, this is mum's brainchild. So yeah, mum created this. It's pretty awesome. They've got a good crew. They meet every Friday and it's a free session. And mum wanted it to be as much about the the exercise as it is about the community. So they all sit and have a coffee and chat at the end uh, of the class. And it's not just for people with Parkinson's. Sometimes the partners might come or sometimes some other older members that we have that might be a bit intimidated by the gym come along. Um, But mum uses music and everyone has to sort of move on the beat. We use, you know, left and right, coordination, balance, all of those things that are really important to really challenge your brain and also to make you more confident when you're, you know, even things like walking, they practice walking in the class you know, swinging your arms sort of in the correct timing with your legs. (laughs) We know that's really important. I think mum said they're going to tackle going downstairs because a lot of people feel quite scared going downstairs. So she's got some strategies in place to kind of tackle that in a really safe environment of a class. That sounds
1: fantastic because you've got obviously the the climb fit elements but then making it really adaptable to what is useful and applicable on a day-to-day level and I think that's so uh, beneficial for people. So if someone is in Sydney and wanted to be a part of that class, uh, where would they go to get more information?
2: Um, Maybe we can put my info, my personal details and people can hit me up and... um... Yeah, Mum can reach out to them because it's it's a it's a kind of invite only bit of a VIP class. Oh, I love that. Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. And the, yeah, everyone's really friendly and they all have a really great chat afterwards, which is really important.
1: That is, yeah, the social side of it is huge. Okay, well, we'll put your details in the show notes. And if there are any VIPs, because as we said, yeah. exclusive club, uh, yeah. then uh, they, can they can come along out. And, <laughs> and join in. So, yes, yeah. tell us about the trek that you did with Shake It Up. I think it was in 2019. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, so we signed up as a family of four. And, um, yeah, Clyde went along on that as well. And I met Isabel from Shake It Up. We had a really good crew. And yeah, we went out to the Red Centre and we Inspired were the company that took us out there and had fantastic hosts and we all camped in little sort of cabins out in the red dust and we had these beautiful meals around campfires at night, but each day we did a section of the Larapinta trail. So the whole thing I think is about 270 Ks, but don't worry. It was not that long. We did sections. Okay. So (laughs) we might do 10 kilometers one day and then maybe 10 or 12 the next day. So I think in total we did maybe four or five days of walking, but not, not super long days and everyone had lots of rest time. It wasn't a long slog and a car drove us to the start and the end of the trail. But yeah, what was really great was because it was because lots of the people in the group had Parkinson's or were doing it, um, raising funds for a family member or someone maybe that they'd lost. And it was a really good way to connect with other people going through the same thing. And you could sort of bounce ideas off each other. And it was amazing the transformation in people from the start of the week to the end Everyone was quite shy in the beginning. You know, it's like when you meet a new group of people and maybe maybe walking out in the desert is really scary to you. But um, yes. by like day two, everyone was, you know, holding hands, helping people up the, the hills. You know, the, the rocks were very um, unstable. And obviously that's going to be very hard for someone, you know, with any kind of tremor or balance issues or maybe people time their medication wrong. So it was just... A total learning curve, but everyone in the group was really mindful of everyone else and just really encouraged people along. And everyone had this amazing sense of achievement. You know, each day when they did something that they thought was totally out of their zone, everyone nailed it. It was epic.
1: (laughs) What a huge accomplishment. And like you said, like it's an incredible bonding experience for complete strangers to then go and tackle this task that is out of everyone's comfort zone to get to bond through something like that would be really, really unique and special.
2: Yeah, it was awesome. I think there was one point where everyone was sitting around a campfire and everyone was sharing stories and people were crying and hugging. It was just, it was beautiful. It was really, really magic. I don't know if that's something magic in the desert or <laughs> I don't know. It was just really beautiful.
1: I think it's probably a bit of the the magic of being in a place that is so, um, I guess, like spiritual and beautiful like the desert, but then also yeah. th- to be doing it for the reasons that you were doing it. It just yeah. is a double up there.
2: Yeah, it was if anyone gets the opportunity to do something like that, if it seems a bit scary, you should totally do it. <laughs>
1: Get out of that comfort zone and you'll get rewarded yeah. with the magic. Definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, outside of um, obviously running these wonderful classes that you guys do as a family and doing fundraising trips like you did in the Northern Territory, what's something more on a day to day level that you think is helpful um, in supporting someone that lives with Parkinson's?
2: I think um, having purpose and being useful. You know, we can so often think that we can do a job maybe better or more quickly but I think like I'm always making sure that I've you know dad is feeling like he's useful and he's contributing like he definitely does he does so much amazing stuff but also maybe there's some of the things he can't do anymore still making having important meaningful tasks
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and even yeah, I guess having a bit more patience and space for, like you said, it yeah. might take a bit longer, but rather than being like, oh, well then I just won't ask or I won't include them in. And it's like, it's probably our responsibility to allow that more safer place for them to still be able to contribute.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's, those are definitely the key points Patience for sure.
1: And if someone's listening that has maybe just had a loved one that got a diagnosis, is there any advice you would give them or, um, I don't know. Yeah. Advice is the word. I'll just leave it at that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think try and stay positive and I think do do some research and speak to the person about it and sort of say, Hey, you, are you dealing with this? Like, what are some ways that I can help you? Cause I think, especially if you're with someone that's quite strong or has always been the strong person in the family, it's quite hard for them to accept any kind of defeat you know like i remember there was a point on the lara pinta trail when dad dad would have his backpack on and he found it quite hard to reach around and take the pack off Mm -hmm. but and you know he's always like oh i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it but by the fifth or so time he'd just turn his back to me because he knew i'd take it off for him so he kind of we kind of had that unspoken you know thing like it's okay like i can do this for you i can help yeah, yes, I think little
1: things, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Before I let you go, do you want to tell us obviously we've heard how active your dad is, um but tell us a little <laughs> bit more about Jim, what you love about him?
2: Oh, he's just the life of the party. He's just, such a fun, smiley, bubbly guy. He's been a mentor to many people in the Climb Fit and Adventure Fitness Space. I'm sure people will listen to this and they'll they'll know him. He would have appeared somewhere in his life along the way. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well he sounds like someone that is an incredible member of the community obviously such a wonderful person to be privileged to be in a family with um and someone that we're gonna have to get on the podcast definitely (laughs) well sarah thank you so much for joining us today and i urge anyone in st leonard's to go get down to climb fit and um check out some classes there it sounds wonderful but thank you for sharing uh, your experience on the shake it up show
2: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for everything you do and thanks for sharing everyone's stories, Amy.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to today's episode. Shake It Up Australia funds groundbreaking Australian research that aims to slow, stop and cure Parkinson's disease. And they need your help. To support Shake It Up's vision of a world without Parkinson's, head to shakeitup.org.au forward slash podcast. Together, we can find a cure.